0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you guys for tuning in. We got a very important topic and very special live coming at you tonight. I appreciate you guys. I hope everyone's doing well. I hope everyone's having being safe. I hope everyone is maintaining uh, the social distance in it with everything that's going on here in the world today. But first and foremost, it's your motivational speaker, your empowerment coach, your author, and your favorite baker's favorite baker, Coach Clean, coming at you. And you guys know the rules. This is going to be an interactive live. You will be able to ask questions, okay? We'll acknowledge the questions uh, as best we can, okay? Uh, Understand that we're streaming on Coach Klee Facebook. Uh, We'll be able to see comments there. We're also streaming on YouTube uh, uh, under Coach Klee. Uh, We'll be able to see comments there as well. So if you haven't already subscribed to those pages, make sure you hit the thumbs up button. Make sure you hit the subscribe button. We're also streaming on Clark Tent on Facebook. I may not be able, I don't always get to see the comments on there. So if you're streaming or watching the show on that one or watching the replay from there, I I won't be able to see the the comments until after the show, okay? But I do need to know what the energy levels are. I need to know what the energy levels are like. So if you had a good day today, I need you to put a one in the comment section. Put a one in the comment section if you had a good day today. And you know guys, those of you that follow the show, you know I don't believe in bad days. I like to call them character building days because you can learn from them, you can grow from them. They're necessary for growth. So if you had a quote unquote a bad day or a character building day, I need you to put a two in the comment section. Looks like a peace sign. Put a two in the comment section if you had a character building day. Put a two in the comment section if you had a character building day and hopefully tomorrow will be a better day for you and if you had what i had and i know i say this every single time but it's true it's true every single time i go live, i enjoy doing these i had a outstanding day put a zero in the comment section if you had an outstanding day it's kind of like this is a bubble and you're right there in the middle of that bubble and nothing can penetrate that let me go ahead and go to the comments i see shayla had an outstanding day i'm gonna put my comments see if it shows up there Bam. Yes, I had an outstanding day as well. Thank you, guys. Uh, and Keep the comments coming. If you want the shout out uh, of your name and where you're from, make sure you put that in the comment section as well. All right. Again, like I said, we got a a very special guest, a very important topic, a topic that I, I feel is not talked about enough. Uh, I feel it's a topic that's very important and it's a topic that's a game changer and like I already said, make sure you check out the Facebook page, Coach Klee make sure you check out the YouTube page Coach Klee, we are going to be on Anchor and Spotify for you podcasters out there, you can listen to the podcast on your way to work or however you like to, while you're working out or whatever you're doing listen to that on Anchor and Spotify that's called In the Lab under Coach Klee as well and make sure you check out the website it's scrolling below, workwithklee.com and on that website, you know I got to tell you what's going to be on the website, right? First and foremost is a book that I wrote two years ago. We had that anniversary back in March. It's called March 4th and it was published on March 4th. We talk about Get Your Breakthrough is a subtitle. We talk about toxic people, toxic situations. We talk about taking care of yourself. We talk about health and courage. So many wonderful gems are in this book. I'm proud of this book because it was the icebreaker for me to writing books. In uh, period, it it's, it's helped a lot of people. It's helped me. It was very therapeutic. Also, just for me, just to actually put a uh, pen to paper. Uh, second, but uh, um, the second book, and no shade, all light. Clarence Stokes, Herb Thompson, Jason Brown, and myself, we wrote 25 of our favorite quotes and what they mean to us. So it's over 100 quotes in this book with meaning, okay? It's kind of like a devotional or or whatever you may have you. Uh, We talk about a bunch of wonderful things. For four gentlemen, for four grown men to get together and write a book, that was an amazing feat in itself. Make sure you guys check that out. This book, hashtag grudge, L.I.G. 10 tips to L.I.G. It means let it go. the so third book I wrote, we talk about holding on to grudges, mistakes, anger. We talk about, to- again, toxicity. But Les Brown said it best. Holding on to a grudge like holding on to a hot piece of coal and expecting the person that you're holding the grudge against to get burnt. And instead, instead, you're the one feeling the pain and you're the one going through all all the the anguish and all that. Sometimes you got to let that thing go and start the healing process. We talk about that in this book, too. And we got an event this weekend. and Shayla's going to talk about that during the showcase. But the fourth book written, which is out and available, it's not available for purchase until after this week in the lab. Forty-three chapters with forty-four past guests that've been on this platform, basically have their their expertise, experience, and they're they're highlighted in this book. This is, uh, again, 44, 43 chapters, 44 people. It's a lot of fun. A lot of work was in this book and it's been everyone who's been on this platform. So make sure you check that out. I'm not going to talk about too many details because Shayla's going to talk about uh, the the location and the event that's going on this weekend. All right. All that's on the website. Okay. So make sure you guys check out the website uh, uh, when you can. Don't do it right now make sure you do it when you can but we are going to uh, oh i got it almost forgot i almost did i did the same thing last week i almost forgot i got it damon buxton uh put together the video for the lab of the the book itself and the highlighted individuals so we're going to go ahead and go to that quickly and then we're going to have shayla showcase stand by stand by
1: what an intro that was an amazing video and I'll get to the wonderful person who who made that and, and talk about his business as well here shortly but here we are with this week's Shayla showcase as always we thank the sponsors for your commitment and and what you do for us we appreciate it this show would not go on without you so thank you to all the sponsors and as always we will make sure the sponsors are at the top of this live once we are finished here today uh, but first we have image Czar LLC former guests if you're interested in work-from-home opportunities, check out ImageZar LLC through their virtual call center. They offer home-based work solutions that empower you to think outside of the cubicle. Contact Kiana Palmer, CEO, and check out their website, imagearlc.com. Then moving on, we have another guest, we've got the another former guest, we've got the FAR agency. Do you uh, are you somebody who avoids applying for credit? Do you have late payments, collections, or charge-offs? There may be a solution for you. Tiki Far Walker with the Far Agency. She's board certified and can assist you with restoring your credit. She can even help you get started with restoring your credit by yourself. Make sure you contact Tiki at www.thefaragency.com on Instagram and Facebook at the Far Agency or simply give her a call for a consultation 877-297-9707 she can help you with repos bankruptcies uh, inquiries evictions are all welcome then we have our third former guest we have kendra mcdowell with premier accounting associates if you're an individual that needs accounting support for yourself or your business make sure you contact contact kendra mcdowell as I said, owner of Premier Accounting Associates. She offers services in bookkeeping, accounting, and QuickBooks. She is having an upcoming seminar called Eat the Frog. So if you're a person who procrastinates or put things off like hard tasks, make sure you check out the seminar. You can also sign up for her free success newsletter by visiting her website, premieraccountingassociates.com. And you can also call her at 717-477-3284. Again, we will make sure we have all of this contact information at the top of this live. And last but certainly certainly not least, the individual that put together that wonderful uh, little commercial for the lab um, that will be released, I guess, for sale this coming Saturday, uh, was Damon Buxton, which is the owner of D2 Training Solutions. They use the latest of innovating and cutting edge technology to create a unique training experience for the end user. At D2 Training Solutions, they take boring out of training and allow for fun, interactive training that can be done at the user's pace. Make sure you contact Devon Buxton with D2 Training Solutions at d2trainingsolutionsllc.com. And then I also wanna always give a shout out to Jay Moore who makes sure our website is up and running, keeps us on our toes, makes sure we have everything up to date. I appreciate the organization um, and staying on top of it. So thank you so much, Jay Moore, for staying on top of us. You even keep me organized. Um, And then I also want to shout out this Saturday is a very exciting day for Coach Klee and everybody that participates in The Lab. So his fourth book, The Lab is out. Uh, It will be released this Saturday. So if you are a part of the book, you can stop by at the event that we have on Saturday from 1 to 3 p.m. The address is 225 Greenawalt Lane. It's in Harrisburg. And that is the American Legion Post 1001. Um, Again, it's one to three and you're able to, if you're a part of the book, you can pick up your copy or if you'd like to purchase it, make sure you stop in. uh, Give us a shout out. Let us know what you think about the show. We can't wait to hear what you think about this fourth book, Um, but you can stop in, get your signed copy of the book. Also, we will have uh, Cy Emery, a former guest. He has two books. He will be there as well uh, to showcase what he has. So we look forward to seeing you all this Saturday. Again, it's one to three at the american uh, legion post 1001 uh, and you can find that information on the website at workwithklee.com and that's all i have for this week's shayla showcase thank
0: you very much much. i hear that feedback yep it's time to go (laughs) thank you thank you thank you for sharing that and thank you for the updates and and uh uh, shout out to damon buxton for that video Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you guys for tuning in. Like I said, we have a very special live today. We have a very special topic. Uh, I'm excited to actually talk about this because it's something that's not, uh, readily talked about, uh, first and foremost, uh, the gentleman coming to the the lab right now, you see his name right there. He's a retired trooper and through his experience and training, he became a strong advocate for suicide prevention. And not only that he has personal experience, which he'll explain with us, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to give him a thumbs up. I'd like to bring, introduce Govan Martin to the lab. Govan, how, how's it going today? Let me unmute, uh-oh, you're muted. There we go. How, how's it going?
2: Great, great to be here, Clay. Thank you so much for inviting me.
0: Um, my
2: honor to be here.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And we're here to discuss a, a major topic, but before we, we uh, start talking about the topic, can you tell us a little bit about yourself?
2: Sure, Uh, Govan Anthony Martin III. I'm the third and last Govan, no more Govans. (laughs) Easy way to remember my name is think of uh, Van go" backwards. So, uh, uh, born in Pittsburgh, moved to Harrisburg when I was nine. My dad was also a state trooper as well. Uh, And um, followed in his footsteps. I was a trooper for 29 years, retired about eight years ago, and uh, have been involved with suicide prevention ever since and even before I left uh, I was a strong advocate unfortunately through personal experience though um, but that if you want to kick off we can just kick off right now and thank you for putting on so if anybody's struggling mm-hmm. with suicide or suicidal thoughts please please uh, or if you know somebody call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255 and if you have any questions that you want to know please you know as an you guys have a great website here, or and or um, uh, thing that you're posting up. Please ask questions, and so hopefully, what we can do here is maybe help someone who's here today, or help somebody save uh, a life today. So again, Clee, uh, suicide obviously is not a topic that people like to to share or talk about. It's like it's a subject that's whispered in the hallways, that mm-hmm. and always usually in a. Uh, uh, ugly, uh, and, um, uh, not necessarily kind words, which absolutely makes people not want to talk about it or reach out for help. So again, exactly. thank you for, uh, having me on.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for making yourself available. And I see uh, Jade Gibbons is on. Uh, thank you for tuning in. And on the other stream, I see uh, Brian Tenner, Danny Santiago, Rick Johnson are watching as well. So please keep the comments and questions coming. If you have a question, please type it in the uh, section um, and I, we will go ahead and answer it to the best of our ability. But I know, uh, Govan, I met, uh, we met a, a little over a month ago, probably a month and a half ago. Uh, you were... Um, um, during a training um, and during your training you, get, you hit a lot of key topics and, and, and very important uh, and I know one of them again we're of course we're talking about suicide uh, and suicide prevention uh, but what, are, what would you say are some of the stigmas or why people don't actually like to come forward or discuss any kind of thoughts or situations that may be occurring
2: I think people are afraid to talk about it because you know suicide brings stigma and taboo Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, uh, people, especially men, you know, we're supposed to be tough. We're not supposed to have problems. And if we do, we're supposed to handle them ourselves. Well, just like, you know, if we have a broken arm or a broken leg or, or something physically is wrong with us, we go to the doctor. There is no shame, no harm in doing that. But with suicide or having thoughts or, or having mental health issues, we tend to kind of retreat within ourselves and thinking that we can deal with it. But there are a lot of issues that, you know can happen in a person's life where you know it's hard to to handle Mm -hmm. um just even you know the the major issue just the relationship issues but then there's financial issues then there's job issues but i think people are afraid to reach out because of the repercussions men are afraid to reach out because if if a man says that they're having problems with things they're labeled as being weak or a coward or Mm -hmm. you know again all those ugly ugly stereotypes that people give that you know what that's not going to be me I'm not going to reach out for help because I don't want to be labeled that way right and instead of actually reaching out for help what we do we turn inward and then the problems grow bigger and Mm -hmm. stronger so you know really what we hope to do is get people to reach out and feel comfortable you know there's a phrase going on the last uh, year or so it's uh it's okay not to be okay simplistic Mm -hmm. but yet so powerful So we need people to be comfortable in reaching out, whether it's to a family, a friend, a mental health professional. If we do just some of those simple things to just say, you know what, I need to talk to you. You know, um, it's so uh, much better to the person that's struggling because we know hopefully we'll find at least one person. And there always is gonna be one person that cares. And if you don't have that one person, there's people that you can call. There's people that you can reach out to. So again, just having this topic discussed is so huge. Um, I just started a nonprofit called Suicide Prevention Alliance. Mm-hmm. And one of our themes is start the conversation. Okay, And this okay. is exactly what you're doing here. You're starting the conversation into talking about suicide, talking about how we can prevent it, but also talking about what we can do to get the help that we need. So I can't, expressed to you enough my thanks and just talking about this this subject that goes on every day
0: hmm. unfortunately yeah, and everyone's absolutely. absolutely and we we've got a few a uh, couple questions here damon Dem- buxton shows up here first uh with his question how do you convince someone who feels suicide is the only answer uh that they are wrong well as i
2: said one of our main things to start the conversation we have to start the conversation with them and hopefully what you can convince them and anybody is to somehow, our other theme is connect with hope. Mm-hmm. So hopefully we all have a hope about something. So when I do my trainings and my classes, I always ask people what they have hope about. If someone says they're hopeless, huge problem. So what do you wanna do is we wanna you know, find out if they're, here's the best thing about people who are struggling. Um, if they're talking to us, that means they have hope about something. You know, that they want to live. Just think of it this way. So when, um, you know, as we all learned in high school that we're all born with a genetic component to want to live, you know, we had that mm-hmm. fight or flight complex
1: mm-hmm. where
2: um, and suicide is the part where it overwhelms that fight to want to live or even, you know, you flee to want to live. Uh, you're so overwhelmed, but there usually is something they want to live for, whether it's family, their kids, whether it's friends, or whether it's just for themselves. We just have to kind of show that we care, offer them some type of hope and get them the help that they need. You know, just by simply saying to people, you know, Hey, I care about you. And we can get through this together, offer them hope that, you know, whatever they're going through, that whether it's you, that's talking to that friend or it's somebody else, a professional helper, it's mm-hmm. getting them the pieces to mm-hmm. the puzzle to get them and give them hope to want to live. So actually, uh, there's a, a research that was just released about last year and research showed that if we get the person into the right talk therapist, so it's the right, psychologist, psychiatrist, some type of therapist or counselor, and the right medication at the same time, that's a 92% likelihood that they're going to survive their crisis, whatever their crisis happens to be. That's strong evidence. That so, is, yeah. But But what I really want to stress is that sometimes what i really believe internally it's you definitely need that professional help piece but hopefully you have just if you have one good friend just one good friend that can be there and can talk to you and that's not going to judge you Mm -hmm. that, that that is so helpful just in
0: itself Gotcha. Gotcha. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Jake Gibbons asked a question here. I'll put it up here. What are some subtle signs to look for in a, in a possible suicidal person? That's one of the questions we were going to ask. So she, she jumped the gun, but it's an important question.
2: Absolutely. So, you know, you want to look for, you know, two big things that we, you know, is kind of an overarching thing, but we look for change and loss. So it's change in one's life. So it could be change in relationships could be, you know, someone drinking more. It could be someone acting reckless. It could be something coming in late for work. Suicide is never just one issue. Suicide mm-hmm. is always mm-hmm. multiple issues. It's multi-causal. There's usually one triggering or major issue. However, it's it's the other underlying issues that we often see. It's someone maybe isolating themselves. Someone saying comments like, you know, I just want to go to sleep and not wake up. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I just don't care about life anymore. It's those making those offhanded comments that, you know, doesn't sound like John or Joe or Jane. Right. However, and, we, and when we hear those things that just don't sound right or look right, we often tend to ignore them and like, go ah, they're, they're going to be fine. Uh, oftentimes, then we try to fix the problem, especially, you know, Clea, we know what you do and what I did. Uh, Mm -hmm. right now is that law enforcement are fixers. Uh, Men are fixers. Mm -hmm. Can we fix suicide? Not necessarily, we need to get them to the right resources to get help. However, what we can do is just, you know, start off with, hey, I've noticed that you're not yourself lately. Mm -hmm. What's going on with you? And then just kind of putting, like uh, in police work we could say, putting the evidence together. So we put all the pieces of the puzzle and then approach them to go, I noticed this, I noticed this, I noticed this, I'm scared for you, what's going on with you? And then, and most people aren't gonna say, I'm suicidal. However, if we ask them the question and ask it directly, i noticed, I noticed that, you know, struggling with your job, I noticed that you're drinking more. I noticed that you're isolating yourself and you're, you know, that, that you're alienating everybody. That is not you, you're mm-hmm. outgoing, you're, you're a positive thinker, that hasn't been you lately. So what, you know, so what I've heard and what I've seen, you know, it's just a huge change in personality. Are you, which leads me to believe that you might be having thoughts of suicide. What's going on with you? Are you, and ask that question directly. Are you having thoughts of suicide? A lot of people will try to dance around the question. A lot of people will say, "Are are you thinking about hurting yourself? Or people ask the question like this, You wouldn't do anything stupid, would you? You wouldn't do anything crazy, like kill yourself, would you? And if we ask it like that, people are going to think automatically that's a judgmental question. Uh No, I'm not going to do that. So we have to ask it directly. And we don't want to say, are you, are you thinking about hurting yourself? Because I could, I could be your best friend, Clee. You could ask me that. And I would say to you, I'm not thinking about hurting myself, but inside I'm thinking about killing myself. So we have to ask it the right way. And we have to ask the question. And what we know right now with research is that most people will answer you honestly. They will answer that question if you know you're asked in the right way. If it's if we're not, you know, going to be judged for what happens. You know, you asked earlier what why are some people afraid uh, mm-hmm. to reach out and get help? Is a lot of times it's the repercussions that may come along with that. Exactly, you know, and it's 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 scary. So am i going to be locked up in a hospital what happens to me who's going to find out you know how's this how's this going to affect my job uh my friends so how am i going to be labeled so again it's it's starting the conversation and knowing that most likely we can get help and no one else has to know but it's great if you again, if you had one or two really special friends my dad always told me when i was younger if if you have one or or, or two or three friends that you know near the end of your life or as you grow older that's an amazing gift and mm. and sure mm. enough that is so true as i grow older you know yeah. you do really find out that there's only two or three friends that will have your back but also if you call them and say hey i'm struggling or i need you just even just the talk sometimes that's all you need you don't maybe need to see a mental health professional but sometimes we do and we need to reach out for that professional help and there's a lot, you know, so if you're worried about somebody and you're thinking somebody, you know, and you maybe you're afraid to ask a question, you can reach out to the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, you know, to find out how you can help a friend or a family member. You can go to our website at suicidepreventionalliance.org. Uh, and actually we have two, like two separate um, pages where people can go if they're struggling themselves, how do I get help myself? Mm -hmm. What do I need to do? Take a deep breath and and just, okay, you know, read some of these suggestions. Or I need to help my friend, what do I need to do? So Mm -hmm. a lot of great information on our website where people can go and reach out for help.
0: Absolutely, thank you for sharing again. uh, I I think it's very important that you touched on the fact that uh, asking the direct question is very important uh, because dancing around the issue can be very vague. Uh, uh, and just going straight to the source. Uh, I know that during the training you also talked about asking that direct question is not going to make someone change their mind that was not thinking about it into thinking about it. It it just gets straight to the source and makes the the needed conversation a lot easier to have.
2: Yeah, absolutely. That's one of the big myths. If if you ask somebody about suicide or you mention the word suicide, that's going to put the thought in their head. Total myth, totally false. And that actually, you know, it's a breath of fresh air for the person that's struggling and somebody asks that question. It's like, oh my God, somebody cares enough to be brave enough to ask that question. And it doesn't put their thought, it's like, now I have a chance to dump. And we all need to dump. I often, even in your class, so we all have an emotional backpack, no matter, you know, as we go through life. Um, Uh And the more we have in those huge rocks in our emotional backpack, the more that we're probably, you know, going to struggle if we don't talk about our issues, whether mm-hmm. to a friend, family or to a mental health professional, which will leave me here. One of the reasons why I do this work, and it wasn't, it was, you know, I got into it more, obviously, because of the work I did in the state police, because I, I ran our peer support program for 12 years, mm-hmm. uh, toward the end of my career. But more importantly, is my brother died by suicide, my brother, Michael and he was 16 and i was 17. Mm -hmm. and um so i came home one day from school and found I went to susquehanna township which is our home area right here Mm -hmm. and uh the sad part is that yeah so i came home and and found him and that has thank you thank you um but that definitely has changed my life and so to give you an example of the emotional backpack that i had in one year so my mom and dad split up. So at, the, at that time in 1980, I was kind of the only one of my friends that uh, parents were getting a divorce. And then, mm-hmm. and then six months later, my brother dies. Another huge rock in my backpack. And then nine months later, then my high school girlfriend broke up with me where I thought that you know she was the one and I was gonna get married, have 2.5 kids. And, um, but uh, but yeah, so those three, things going on in my life at, in one year and then not having the ability really to talk about it you know, um, mm-hmm. and you know so going on through life obviously my emotional backpack did not stop at 18 right. so it's, so it's actually you know things happen unfortunately I lost another friend to suicide and 11 years later so I found myself actually uh, and I started the peer support program and as I told the story I'll tell it again is that so one of the questions they asked me to get in, involved in peer support was so go if you were thinking about you know uh if you had any problems yourself would you reach out for help now I'm fake bad state trooper of course I wouldn't need or I of course and I know what the right answer is yes I would but there's no way in my mind at that time I was like I'm not going to reach out for help Right, but a year later, I find myself—you know—girlfriend uh, broke up with me, and and uh, that was just—it was devastating uh, on a number of different levels. I think because uh, she was uh, cheating on me with a friend of mine, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I had a I had a business meeting with uh, two psychologists, and I found myself all of a sudden—I don't know what it what triggered me—but I found myself crying in that meeting, and they mm-hmm. both looked at me and said, "Are you okay?" And I said, "No," and they go. We think you need to talk to somebody. And I was like, it was like an epiphany went off my head. It's like, yeah, I do. And, you know, I was advocating for getting help, but I never thought that I would need it because I was different. Right. And, and that really kind of changed my mindset that, that, that meant to me, everybody needs help, no matter how tough you are, no matter. Who Mm -hmm. you are, you can have all the knowledge in the world. You can have all the money in the world. Um, Things that happen in our life affect us. And the one thing that unfortunately we know with suicide is that suicide affects everybody. You know, everybody likes to think it's the poor person or it's it's somebody who has some type of trauma. Mm -hmm. That's not necessarily true. It could affect anybody at any time, anywhere. So um, there is no like... Uh, You can't look at a subgroup of people and say, this is the person. There is no gene, suicide gene, and there is no suicide component that would lead us to say, okay, so with this group of things that they're going through, they probably have a higher risk factor of suicide. You know, they may, but it could be the person who's very successful. As we know, star athletes die by suicide, Mm -hmm. as we know, uh, people uh, who are you know, in the acting profession, die by suicide, Mm -hmm. you know, very successful people, uh, and, uh, you know, very just, you know, average people there, there is no, like no rhyme or reason that we can point somebody and say that they're going to die by
0: suicide. Right. And, And in your experience in dealing with issues like this, how prevalent is it in the United States of America?
2: Good question. So we lose a lot of people to suicide each year. So right now with the latest statistics, we lose about 130 people per day. Wow. To suicide. So with that, now I always use the analogy of if someone, if you had 130 people on board an airplane every day, an airplane takes off mm-hmm. and that and those airplanes crash one a day, you would think how many would it, airplanes would it take for the federal government to step in? We have to do something. Mm-hmm. Well, with the Boeing 737s, we had two crash within a month or a couple of weeks of each other. They shut down those Boeing 30, 737s. But yet, suicide happens every day. And wow. like in Pennsylvania, it's about average of about five per day. So since we've been talking nationally, we've probably lost, unfortunately, about four people to suicide already since we've wow. been Wow. Wow uh worldwide it's about almost 800,000 people. Wow. And so really and those are the ones that you know with suicide that are known. So we really believe that suicide is a lot higher uh than it than we're actually uh, uh that we actually know. So I'll give you an example, can a one car crash be a suicide? Sure. Can a without any evidence? Uh can Drowning be a suicide? Can an accidental firearm discharge be a suicide? All those things are are suicide and uh, can be suicides. So, Mm -hmm. but they're not actually documented sometimes because there's no evidence. Like if I have a one car crash and I didn't leave a note, it's gonna be probably listed as a one car crash.
0: Yeah, Accidental
2: overdoses, if I don't write a note, is it a suicide, is it not a suicide? As we know in law enforcement, it has to go with the evidence that we have. Mm-hmm. but I would say probably some of those could be suicides. So um, so we know that it's probably a good, unfortunately about 10 to 20% more than we actually know.
1: So mm-hmm. right now with the
2: latest statistics, it's uh, from 2019 and unfortunately, you know, the federal government is about two years behind. So it's mm-hmm. this actual statistics that we have at 47,511 people that have died by suicide. But then you add in maybe the 10 to 20% that were not counted you're talking mm-hmm. almost, you know, a, an additional, maybe, uh, you know, you know, 10 to 15,000 people. And then, you know, almost 60,000 people die by suicide. So, wow. Yeah. So it, it is greater than we think. It's the 10th leading cause of death in the country where homicides rated 16th and hmm. what gets the most attention homicides do.
0: Homicides yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
2: So, um, and a lot of times suicide are, are uh, you know, they're highlighted more when it's a homicide suicide, but that's only about 2% of all the suicides that it's a homicide suicide. And mm-hmm. most people do not, you know, intend to take their own life and, you know, or take someone else's life, you know, with them. Um, so it's, 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 it's very small percentage, as I just said about 2%, But but yet suicides go on every day. And we can just with some simple trainings, Uh just help and you know just like you took that one training you know we offer that all the time so if there's any organizations out there that uh want to get training for their you know or help and you know i've taught the churches schools law enforcement any type of first responders you name it i probably taught it and if we don't start talking about it Mm -hmm. the more suicides that are going to happen you know um it's it's sad that you know that we that Training and awareness is a lot larger, you know, now than when my brother was alive, but yet the stats are a lot higher. Stats are, are, are the highest right now since World War II for wow. suicide. So, and, uh, and we believe with the COVID virus that, you know, in 2020, the preliminary stats, it shows that it suicides may have went down. And, but historically we know with. Suicide is that with natural disasters man-made disasters uh, any major event in our country like uh, 911
1: is Mm -hmm. that
2: people then kind of congregate together. They huddle together. They're more uh, Closely knit Mm -hmm. Um, Just like they do in the holidays most people think people die by suicide more during the holidays But actually the highest months are are March through August, you know, everybody thinks everybody dies You know, and Christmas holidays, and, and that's not true. So, because more people are together when you think about it. You know, people are together for the holidays. Then you got Christmas, you got New Year's, you got Valentine's Day, you got Easter. And most people are invited, but when things start to get um, kind of like, I every mean, Joe and John are celebrating spring, and, you know, they're having a great time. And they're not contacting me as much because they're doing outside activities and they're with their friends, you know, other family members. And here I am by myself. I'm all alone. I don't know who to turn to. Uh-huh. And, and again, it's being able just to simply have that conversation with somebody and just show them that you care and actually get them the help that they need. Mm-hmm. It, it's just so huge. Um, Absolutely. So and that's so, why you know, these things are just little pieces of information that could help save a life.
0: Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off there. But uh, I, I know, like you say, that you give uh, trainings and, and, and have the you, you like to start the discussion. Uh, um, and with your business, uh, if anyone was looking forward to having a training or start that discussion, how would they get in contact with you?
2: Sure. You could always go to... Uh, my email at info at suicide prevention And I know that's a lot, so I'll make it simpler. You right. can go to govanmartin3 at gmail.com and get a hold of me and I'd be happy to help you out. And I don't really, you know, funny, I don't look at this as a business because it's all about the business of saving lives. So I right. look at it as an organization that can help many people because, you know, as we know with suicide, you know, there are obviously things that go on that would lead somebody to think about it. But if we can stop them, we can get help if they're having financial issues. We can get help if they're having relationship issues. We can get help for whatever problem they have. We can't fix the problem. However, we can make sure that we offer them help and also make them, reassure them that there probably is people, there is people that care. You know, I don't Mm -hmm. have to know you to care about you. Khalid, you know that you're doing this and you're doing a service for everybody and i'm really interested in you know hearing about more about you know the lab and seeing all the people that that have and all the stories because all the stories that are out there um really show that no matter what obstacles that we have in life no matter what our emotional backpacks are is that we have many opportunities to get through those obstacles to make a difference to save lives to to influence lives so everybody who's actually on you know just this chat line today or is going to be listening on YouTube later has the opportunity to change a life just by maybe taking a training just by reaching out to somebody that you know is struggling saying how can I help because everybody as we all know needs help now and then there, there's not one person in life that can say mm-hmm. you know that they never needed help and you know you know I get calls in the middle of the night from Uh, and, you know, uh, text on my phone or Facebook uh, messages that, um, you know, people that I haven't seen in years that I went to high school with and saying, hey, go and it'll start out with a normal, you know, how are you doing? And then I know just like nothing, you know, after 12 o'clock is usually probably a, hey, how are you? Or, hey, uh, I'm glad you're here. And then eventually it's hey, I, I need your help, mm-hmm. or I need your help because somebody else is, is struggling. Mm-hmm. So, and you know, again, thank you for, because you help other people, and, and hopefully the people that are in this chat box can help others as well. So again, I'll, I'll mention the Suicide Prevention Lifeline. If you do, anybody out there, know somebody that's struggling, or you yourself is struggling, please please reach out to the uh, National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. For your younger viewers, uh a lot of people now like to to text instead Mm -hmm. of like talk to somebody on the phone so there's a uh organizations that's called the crisis text line so if you text 741741 you know people can use their phones to reach out and get help and a crisis counselor will pop up to you i do want to say that if someone reach out reaches out to uh you know a, a hotline or the crisis text line and you're put on hold for whatever reason there are always other resources. Just don't stop at one. If you mm-hmm. go to a uh, mental health professional, psychologist, psychiatrist, and you don't like them, don't stop going to get help. Mm-hmm. If you need, if you're taking medication, that medication is not working for you. Let your doctor know. It's don't just stop it and say I, I give up because there's always alternatives, always help. And uh, and if you need any, you know, advice or help, please reach out to me or or anybody else, you know, there are a lot of good resources on our website, Mm -hmm. Uh, and, you know, and again, there's a lot of people out there that can help someone who's actually having thoughts of suicide.
0: Absolutely. So l- let me ask you a, a hypothetical question uh, that uh, that uh, I will put me in the equation. Say I came to you, uh, I was going through a, a tough time uh, financially and with relationships, and and uh, also um, uh, my occupation. So many things were in a downward spiral, and I'd come to you and I'd ask for help because I, of course, I had uh, suicidal thoughts or ideations or anything like that. And we we you, we went ahead and had the conversation conversation, um, and you, you got me in front of a professional, uh, what what kind of treatments or or what kind of thought processes, uh, well, let me ask you this way, would I be taught how to maintain uh, after we get over that initial hurdle? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, like, like I
2: said, there is no quick fix, you know, mm-hmm. like, like I can't say, hey, Clee, uh, if you do this, this, and this, you're going to be just fine. Um and unfortunately uh, thoughts of suicide are not like that however what we want to do if we like if you it was in your situation uh depending on where your level is like you might have told me that you have a plan that you told me you had the means to do it uh and that you to- you might tell me that well you know i'm going to do it on the anniversary of my uh my spouse's death my wife's death or mm-hmm. something that unfortunate and so what i would do is i, I would get you help you know, possibly uh, put you uh, and maybe depending on, and that's a high level, obviously, maybe you might have to go to a treatment center. We definitely want to get you in front of a mental health professional that, you know, there are times when we have to advocate at a higher level that it's more than just waiting to see a mental health professional because sometimes it might be a weak wait. So if we get you in front of that mental health professional, then odds are that you're going to be hopefully seeing somebody on a regular you know level like you're going to be probably say a mental health psychologist psychiatrist um or some type of therapist for you know it could be anywhere from you know three months maybe a a, you know weekly visit or it could be you know it could be months it could be years depending everybody's different as we know um there might be the same circumstances involved with people having thoughts of suicide but we know that suicide is very individualistic, which means that what works for you might not work for me. Right. So I right. might need more help depending on, because remember, you know, we have all many possible underlying issues. So because I dealt with suicide in my past, that might mean that I, I'm gonna struggle a lot more uh, with whatever I'm dealing with. Uh, and it might be because Um, I was talking to somebody the other day that I was in my training Uh and she said, you know, I was telling her my story a little bit. She goes, wow, it sounds like you had even in one year you had some major abandonment issues because of your mom, dad, and because of your brother. And then because your girlfriend, that's a lot in one year to take and then Mm -hmm. not to talk Mm -hmm. about it with friends and family. And, and, and so, um, you know, when I did go get therapy, that was for a couple of years. That wasn't just a hop, skip, and a jump that all of a sudden I'm better. And right. because not yeah. only are you dealing with just that one year that I had, but also the other, you know, things that were going on, the the, uh, the relationship with, you know, that caused me to cry in that, in that meeting. And, but also other things that, you know, that happened in my life. You know, we all have, you know, kind of, Again, we all have that emotional backpack. So there's stuff that I had to unpack or dump out. So, and we have to dump out with somebody that we hopefully trust and that can help us guide us to what we need to do to help better ourselves, to be a little bit more resilient, to be a little bit, you know, how do we take what's happened to you and how to refocus your life? How do Mm -hmm. we get more people in your support system? Mm -hmm. So again, I wish, you know, Suicidal thoughts was a quick fix, as as some things in life are. Unfortunately, it's not. So most times you are going to get, you know, go on for uh, regular treatment for months and and but it's okay. It's just having it might lessen as you go on, and mm-hmm. you might bounce back more. But hopefully, what it's it's enveloping a good support system through mm-hmm. that mental professional, but also. Who else is going to be able to help you through your life? And who else can you trust that's going to always be there for you? Hopefully and that support system is huge. But even if you have one or two good people in that support system, that's great. Um, But hopefully we can build upon that and make sure that we're taking care of self, which is always hard to do Yeah, Um, because we're always afraid again of repercussions. We're always afraid that we're being judged. Um, so, we need to just to hopefully find that if, even if you, that mental health professional that should be a non judgmental, impartial listener. And even if yeah. you're thinking that that person, you know, really screwed up in life, and you know what, if we don't judge them and go, you know what, it's okay to screw up because no matter what, we all screw up in life. We all sin. There is, you know, you can't, you know, just get away from some of the screw-ups we do, but sometimes it's, it is never done on purpose. Sometimes things just happen and we just, you know, have to approach it the best way that we know how. And hopefully it's just getting that good support system so that we can open up and talk freely and not be afraid of who we're talking to.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Good point. Good point. Absolutely. Let me ask you, um, and and you kind of talked about it. Well, you talked about it in detail, uh, um, just kind of giving your background and your personal experiences uh, with uh, family issues that you experienced and went through and then occupational um, experiences that you went through on, on both ends of uh, things that hit you personally and things that you've seen as being part of the uh, peer support or peer response program, but what, what gives you the motivation and inspiration to keep keep moving on? What gives you the inspiration to keep wanting to help people?
2: Great question because boy, there are some days where, uh, it it gets tough, but Mm -hmm. I think that first moment where you save somebody else's life
1: and Mm. and
2: I had the opportunity to do that. And, um, you know through regular state police but but more importantly is that um you know when i talked to that first individual who came in my office and said hey uh you know after five minutes he tells me that he wants to kill himself wow. and uh you know i was thinking you know you could have all the training in the world but that first time is is really scary and you know when i got him help i remember you know His family thanked me profusely. You know, they bought me a couple gifts. He bought me a couple gifts, and just to know that he's still alive today. Mm -hmm. uh, And then it's the next one, and then it's the next one. And Mm -hmm. you know, um, that's what gives me the motivation every day to know that uh, that people can be saved, people can get help. I I, I look at it this way: I don't want anybody to go through whatever experience my brother went through. You
0: know
2: he probably you know he suffered in silence that he probably uh, didn't get the help that he desperately needed Mm -hmm. and um, and I don't want anybody to feel that overwhelming desire to take their own life so I could help them just by just letting them dump or getting them to the right resource that's what motivates me every day because I know this works. suicide prevention works a lot of people Uh, say well you know there's still people out there taking their own life and and does it really work I can honestly say that I would not be doing this work if I didn't think it would work that if I didn't think that I could save a life or or go out and do presentations you know or making people realize that um, it's not necessarily rocket science to show that we care and Mm. for you to bring up the subject of you know uh, suicide and we know that caring does save lives no matter how you look at it just by talking about it mm-hmm. just by mm-hmm. showing you know some little things about just asking a question and then knowing that hey okay you told me now let's get you the help that we need mm-hmm. so you're not alone I can help you I can put in, you in touch with somebody who can help because there's people out there struggling each and every day and that mm-hmm. they're thinking that I don't know where to go I don't know what to do and their friends and family see it and they sometimes they're afraid to even bring it up because there's that myth out there if i talk about it it's just going to put the thought in our mind no we want to talk about it we want that have that person be allowed to dump and not be judged and go okay it's okay not to be okay it's okay to reach out for help and i'm going to be here for you so that to me makes me get up every day and that and and also too i see the impact of also what suicide can do to people who have lost loved ones. Yeah, um, and uh, and and that's hard. And any loss is hard. Don't get me wrong. But when you are thinking about someone who couldn't reach out to you because they were afraid to reach out or couldn't get the help, you know, I want that to stop. I don't want, you know, you know, people die every day, and and it's it's unfortunate, but. When someone dies because they were afraid to reach out and they were so overwhelmed that they didn't do like uh, the things that are, are hard for them but could be just simple as, you know, I, I, I just want somebody to talk to. And, and yeah. just think of the, you know, I was thinking of what they must be struggling with. I, I don't have anybody to talk to. Uh, I'm afraid to talk. What are the repercussions that's going to happen if I do tell somebody? And um, so I I, <laughs> I want that to stop. And and the hard part is, is that getting people to take it seriously because people always think, well, this is a mental health disease. And that's, you know, totally wrong because, um, yes, it does it have some mental health facets, but actually most people who, uh, fit, like it's 54% who die by suicide don't have a known mental health diagnosis so and it could be you know just having you know just by showing that you care to somebody just Mm -hmm. having somebody to talk to that okay let's let's reach out and get you the help that that you need right now and and then follow through follow up like Mm. i will tell you uh that if you know somebody who's struggling not only do you want to get them help but also kind of make sure that you follow up and show that you care um And just say, you know, uh, I know you went to the psychologist. How did that go? Um, Keep in touch with them. Simple things like, hey, let's go out to lunch together in the aftermath. Just because you go to a psychologist does not mean that all that person's problems are being solved. Because really what they need is that one or two people outside that mental health professional, outside that psychologist, that are going to be their friends. And, you know, just go out and, uh, you know, watch a basketball game uh, or just go to a movie or, or do the simple things that friends do or that people care about do every day mm-hmm. but uh, and following up is huge just just by showing that you care because caring does it literally caring does save a life starting the conversation saves a life and
1: mm-hmm. actually
2: when you're starting that conversation you're connecting through hope and and hope is one of the biggest things. If we can instill just a little bit of hope in somebody, just by saying that we care, you're going to save a life. That And, and it does sound simplistic, but, it, you know, a lot of it really is uh, because the people need people need. I need people who care about me mm-hmm. every day, you know, and uh, I need a reason to get up in the morning. Mm-hmm. So so I'll ask you, Cle, what do you have hope about?
0: Oh, man, that's a a very broad and wide question, but I appreciate that you asked me. I have hope in in spending time with my sons. I have hope in spending time with my loved ones. I have hope uh, getting up and going to work on the days that I work. I have hope on the days I get to sleep in. But I I like the, the, the projects that I work on. I look forward to working on those I am forward I look forward to working on those with the people that I work with as well Uh, it's a lot of things to look uh, to be hopeful for and it's very uplifting and energetic as well absolutely
2: but imagine the people that don't have hope. Mm. imagine the people that get up every morning and and struggle just to get up Uh, what am I gonna do today Uh, is there anybody that really cares for me out there Mm -hmm. Um, do do I have something worth living so, and we have to look at it this way. You could be that person, anybody who's out there in, in our world right now could bring that mm-hmm. hope to somebody. And, and we all have that capability to do that. And it's, we're not, and again, uh, it's not out to fix the problem. It's just make sure that they get the help that they need, but you could be part of that solution just mm-hmm. by telling them that they care.
0: It, it sounds so so complicated that it's simple or so simple that it's complicated i mean whether it, yeah. you keep it simple yeah. stupid without uh, providing hope and just and just showing that you care i mean it, it costs nothing to ask how someone's doing. It costs nothing to check on someone. It costs nothing to care. It really, it costs nothing except uh, the simple fact that um, uh, you're giving of yourself and the person on the other end who's receiving that, you you have no idea what hurdles they may be jumping through or jumping over through that day. uh, And you just gave them the boost that they needed and you didn't even know it.
2: Yeah, uh, you know, it's funny that, uh, you know, um, when I talk to people who are having thoughts of suicide, you know and the reward for me is that is that the one they get the help that they need but the reward for me is that you know talking to them a week later talking to them a month later talking to them years later give you mm-hmm. a, 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 you know a personal reward that I got so I, I, unfortunately I had to go to a funeral. I wasn't a suicide related but I was at the funeral and then I'm walking by this closet in the funeral home somebody pulls me in this dark closet i'm thinking Hmm. holy crap but it's like (laughs) what's going to pull me in this dark room here so Uh this person pulled me in and gave me the biggest hug and said you saved my life
1: you know i know i said
2: i hated you when you told me that i had to get the help that i need but you saved my life my life is so different now and you know again another major reward that you know that always will be with me you know and 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 i've gotten emails messages and you know um those you know just the fact that she, she's still alive you know means the world to me and and along with you know there's other people that that kind of had a really you know push to get the help they need believe me talking to somebody who's suicidal is not easy and you know you could say oh let's do this let's do that and it's it's a push and pull it's a roller coaster ride mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but at the same time when they do get help and they and hopefully you get them and again you know I kind of know so especially in this area some good people for them to talk to some good professionals and get the right help that they need that you know to see their life change from being you know feeling totally overwhelmed to like to, you know, um, to feeling good, to getting either remarried or having their marriage flourish if they, if they had one, to go on to have kids and a better career. Mm-hmm. And, but more importantly, that they're still alive and, they're, and that they can actually have a life that they never thought that they could get through at that moment. Right. That, is, that's, that, that is the biggest reason I do what I do. Is 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 to hearing those success stories, but also know, and I don't need to hear somebody tell me, "Oh, thank you," just to know that they're alive. That's yeah. that's my biggest reward.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm. I know that's got to be a great feeling. I know it does. I know. Uh, we we talked discussed a bunch a bunch of wonderful topics uh, on or a uh, bunch of wonderful issues on this topic. Uh, Again, like we we talked about uh, it's a topic that's not discussed often. It's a conversation that needs to be had uh, It's necessary. And and I I believe you gave a lot of insight on on signs to look for on strategies on tips on on conversation starters itself on treatments on um, outcomes. Um, But right now, is there anything that we may have forgotten or anything that you would like to cover right now? The floor is yours.
2: Wow. Um just know that there, you know, there is help. So if you if again, uh and not, you don't necessarily have to uh reach out to me or or whatever, but if you know, just start that conversation. Just ask them, hey, how are you doing? What's going on with you? I noticed this and this and this. What can I do for you? And then you might have to ask if 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 you know, if it's their life is changing to the point to where, you know, um, significantly and you're really worried about ask that question. Are you thinking about suicide? That is going to make the biggest difference, especially if they are, if they're not, then they may need help anyway, but if they are, hopefully they'll open up and that's when you go, okay, I'm here to help you. And that, you know, you're not alone in this and that me and you, we can work at this together. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know what i watched this podcast with coach clee and he knows <laughs> a great person that maybe we can get in touch and talk to somebody on how to get help. Mm-hmm. so uh again go to suicide uh but if you need help you know and you need it immediately call 911 call the national suicide prevention lifeline at 1-800-273-825 Uh, or go to the uh, crisis text line and text 741741 but know that if you need resources you can always you know go to our website so um or again please email me uh and on our website you know i do have a number that that you can get a hold of me and and i promise you that if you reach out you know i'm going to be there to help out so so thanks, Cleve, for, uh, you know, for having me here today, for talking about this serious subject. But with Thoughts of Suicide, there is hope. You know, mm-hmm. this is not, you know, people always look at it. Oh, my gosh, it's going to be such a you know topic and it's going to be depressing to talk about. But the nice part about it is that we bring hope to this discussion, that it's not just fruitless, you know, that we can't uh, stop suicide. We can't. And really, the best part about it is having discussions like this, showing that Mm -hmm. you care is going to stop suicide, asking the question is going to stop suicide. So I thank Mm -hmm. you, your audience for joining in today. I'm sure to, you know, to uh, see you in action, but hopefully to learn a little bit more about what we can do to help others, especially if they're having suicide problems
0: absolutely absolutely yeah, yep thank you and stand by here uh again ladies and gentlemen thank you guys for tuning in uh we had we learned a, a bunch of a wonderful we had a great conversation We learned a bunch of wonderful tips if uh you or you know someone who is going through a situation uh that you feel they may need help or they're they're having suicidal thoughts uh the number is right below uh go in uh gave uh, multiple uh, different agencies and multiple different contacts, but the number has been posted below throughout the entire portion of this interview. All right. So please, uh, uh don't hesitate to have the conversation and please don't hesitate to reach out all right but first and uh, last last but not least i'm sorry uh, i didn't mean first and foremost uh i do these shows to put on to put on and i say that to say this if you've got a business product or positive message that you're looking for a platform to get that information out on let me know inbox me text me get a hold of me and we can get that important information like this information out there again if you've got a business product or positive message let me know i will schedule you a time we'll uh, we'll get you in the lab we'll tell everyone to get their pen and their pad and we'll have a great time and we'll learn something uh we'll learn something useful and needed just like we are today i want to let me know how i can help and i want everyone to evolve so hard all right you know and i'm bringing uh uh go van back up on the screen thank you thank you very much um I, I do have a gift i'll get this to you this i got a gift right here from me to you i'll make sure i get it to you for donating your time and your expertise i do have a, a special token of my appreciation uh for coming on the show uh so i'll make sure i get that to you but i do have a special guest coming to the lab next week do you have any idea who they are Guess you gotta tune in and see. <laughs> but thank you very much, uh, you blessed the show. Uh, you gave a—it's a, a, not an easy conversation uh, to have. It's not an easy conversation to listen to, but it is necessary. Uh, and the more conversations that we have that go into the the darker areas or quote unquote the stigma. Darker areas, uh, it makes the conversations that much more easier to have and it saves lives. So, thank you very much for everything that you do, uh Govan. Uh, I appreciate Thanks, it. Buddy. And, ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys. For in. Absolutely. Thank you guys for tuning in. It's your motivational speaker, your empowerment coach, your author, and your favorite baker's favorite baker saying, Peace, have a good night. Thanks, everybody. Get this. There we go.